We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, I am excited for this week's episode. We have two of our Patreons joining us. Uh, We'll give you a little hint, little former cast member things that we're going to be discussing. So one, I love talking Disney, but I also love knowing the ins and outs of Disney, Doug. Yes. And Derek, we also need to stop being lazy and join their Patreon. We will. We need to do we, that. We've been talking about this for like a month now. That like, is, I, I just I signed up for another podcast, Patreon. I think it's your turn, Doug. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. There you I'll go. That's, Balls that's in my court. All the podcasting. That is what I love about the Disney podcasting community. We all share and support each other and do what we need to do. And, and I love it. And so, uh, and definitely whenever any of the other podcasters are on a trip and they hashtag trumpet squid, that is my favorite. Win. It is a win at any is, podcast. Yeah. So uh, we will get to that in a second with our guests, but uh, no new Patreons this week. But if no. you want to join that amazing community, check that out in the show notes. But we did, did make a lot of luggage tag for true level people this week. You did. Yes. Nailed Custom luggage tags. You want one? Got to talk to Doug and join our Patreons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Apple Podcast Reviews, that was what you were going for. I right? was, yes. Before I cut you off. Yeah. It's okay. All right, we're going to read two again tonight because in an attempt to catch up because you guys keep leaving them, which is awesome, but it means I have to work harder. All right, so the first one is Solid Disney Podcast. Five stars. You know, Derek, there's nothing I like more than being called solid. Solid. You are a solid, solid piece I'm of mass, Doug. Yes, it's, you are. Yep. All right. Um, okay, anyway, it's by All uh, J.K., I, all A-H-J-K, I, I think they're just kidding. I don't know. Anyway, always a good listen, helpful info, fun topics, one of my top three Disney podcasts. Ooh, top three. Yeah. I need to know the other two. That all is true. All, you message us. I want to know the Let other two because I, I, we fall in my top three as well, Doug. I don't I don't think we crack top ten for me, but oh, that's wow. a whole other, I, you know... Sometimes the the one guy kind of goes off on rants. Yeah, it's frustrating. That's yeah. true. <laughs> All right. Um. Then the the next one is Disney and Dad Jokes Five Stars by Linlan Eleven. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed Got it. it. First try. Yeah. I listened to a lot of Disney podcasts and recently added Rope Drop Radio to the mix. Derek and Doug are. A fun dad duo to listen to. Lots of great tips for planning a great trip for families. There you go. go. Thank you. We do have a lot of dad jokes, too. In a good segue, uh, hopefully they listen to a certain podcast whose podcasters we're going to chat with now. That's right. This week we have the duo of Dillo's Diz on with us. Uh, They co-host their own show. Check them out. That comes out on Thursday. Doug, do you know what episode we were on? Uh, we were on an episode. Uh, we were on. It was at Christmas time. The the, the countdown to Christmas is like Schmerz Day, the December something. <laughs> I like it. Well, without further ado, we want to welcome to the show Jen and Frank. Thanks for joining us on Rope Drop Radio, guys. What's up? Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us on this solid podcast of yours. Oh, solid. See, solid. it's funny it's that solid. they said solid because you're mostly made a Dole Whip when you're at the parks, Doug. And that oh. is anything but solid. <laughs> yes. I'm, 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 is this your 250th episode? Is it that is. what? It is. Uh, 250. Yeah. I we like super nervous. <laughs> I know. We we're like, do they know? Should we? I, now I know. I maybe should have no, read that. I was kind of typing up the outline. I'm like, oh, this is 250. That's neat. And <laughs> then I kept typing. <laughs> Congratulations. I just know our, uh, our five year is uh, two months away. So that one's going to be really. We'll have to. 
we we'll have to have everyone on for that. I don't know what we're doing, but yeah, two fifty. Uh, that's pretty cool, Doug. Congrats, guys. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, we we suffer from imposter syndrome a lot. I think that's like part of like our gimmick, and so. <laughs> So we're like, oh my God, we're on their 250th episode. They don't want that, do they? <laughs> don't they want bigger guests? Who are we? What? You're pretty big guests. You guests. guys are great guests. Yeah. yeah. I've been excited to have you on because it's just a fun chat. And basically, we need no outline when you're on because <laughs> it could go any way, shape, or form here. And we're going to talk about your time as cast members to give us a frame of reference. Otherwise, Lord knows what could happen. <laughs> so... But before we get to the cast member conversation, what's your Disney story before that? Did you grow up going to the parks or just like dreaming of the parks? Well, what's the story here? Yeah, earlier this month, we had uh, our mom on the – I said our mom. It's good. It's usually oh, okay. I say my mom, and Jen's like, isn't she my mom too? She's mine too. <laughs> it's true. So we had our mom on earlier in the month because – uh, this was my 40th anniversary of going to Walt Disney World for the first time in February of 1981, a year before Jen was born. Now you all know how old Jen is. So <laughs> the, you know, the trips, yeah, it's right. many, many years. <laughs> the uh, trips to Disney started in 1981. Jen picked up in the mid 80s along the way, and it's been nonstop ever since. Definitely our second home growing up. And yeah, your first your first trip predates my first trip. You got me just a hair. <laughs> you got me just a hair. I was nine one, so there you go. I'm, yeah, you're the kid. I am, I'm the baby. Yeah. This is nice. I feel, and I'm the shortest too. So there you go. <laughs> so you grew up going to the parks, and then like, at what point did you say, you know what, I want to work at the parks? Uh, probably my whole life. No, I I think I would say that I had my mindset on like, I'm going to go to college in Orlando and I'm going to work in Disney and all that. And then I didn't get accepted to UCF. That's fine. It's totally fine that I didn't no get regrets. accepted there. <laughs> so whatever. So Is I that it's an out of state thing, right? That was <laughs> Right. Like... It's totally because of that. I don't know. Don't they take more people from out of state? Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So I waited until after college, but I think it was always like, I'm going to have to live here at some point in my life, every trip we would take, because I just felt like, oh, these people down here are so nice. You know, we're New Yorkers. We're used to a little, some disgruntled people and, you know, a little rougher around the edges. So it, yeah, I, it was always on my mind. I just never knew really when it was going to happen. Yeah. Jen's just saying that because I did go to UCF, which <laughs> which was the option after I did it because I played baseball. Just that's all that's all I basically did. I went I played baseball and I went to Disney. That was my entire childhood. <laughs> and uh, I did uh, when I went to college after one semester, I was like, I don't want to play baseball anymore. What am I going to do? And so I started getting into theater. I did community college just to like kind of catch up. And after the two-year school, I was like, I'm done with college. Thanks, everybody. And my folks were like, our folks, not just my folks. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> they were like, you can go anywhere you want, but you got to you got to do the four-year school. So I was like, well, the only place I want to go to is Orlando. So I filled out the application on a whim and got into UCF on an out-of-state tuition waiver randomly in the theater department. And uh, and Great. so then I spent uh, the last couple of years of college there. Oh, that's awesome. I think uh, I think everyone who loves Disney has that idea. Uh, maybe maybe Florida, especially if you're living in Nebraska where it's minus 33 <laughs> last week. You have a, This like, week it's 50. I know, now it's heck? 50. I have no idea. 100 degree oh, switch all of a sudden. Oh, God. So one of you went down to Florida and one of you didn't. So the the question I'm wondering is how'd you both make it at Disney World? Good. You, you were there you first. Know. I was there first, so I'll talk first, <laughs> I guess. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, when, when I started uh, at UCF, they had auditions on cam on campus for character entertainment. And I went to the audition on a Sunday morning, not really thinking like it was going to happen. I was just like, well, it's a Disney audition. I'll go. And went through the motions, did a little box step dance routine, did a little pantomime fishing routine. And uh, then we stood in the line and someone came up to me and said, hey, now you're at the Disney MGM Studios. And I was like, what is happening right now? This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And, uh, and, that, and that's how I started. I started uh, at Traditions in November. And by Christmas Day, I was uh, working very closely with Woody and Buzz a month after Toy Story came out. You would have thought they were the Beatles. 
<laughs> close. That's true. <laughs> close to the Beatles. That was yeah. wow. That happened so quickly. It sounds it like that's crazy. like dreams yeah. coming true for. Uh, I know people who've tried to get jobs for a while at Disney, and then boom, you're in. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's that that low expectations thing, and then you get blindsided <laughs> with like what you've wanted your whole life. It was very very bizarre. <laughs> All right, Jen, how did you get there? Mine is pretty odd, and I actually just told the story recently, which made me think of how random it really was. But I, a friend of a friend. Um, went to UCF and in their little sorority fraternity world, his older sister in that world was the manager of Think Place presented by IBM in Innoventions West. So I was able to get a phone interview with her and she was like, hey, you want to come down this summer? And I'm like, yes. And I don't really understand how our parents allowed it because it just, I mean, Granted, I was like 22 at the time, so you would be like, okay, but you're 22. But it just doesn't seem like something they would be okay with, and somehow I convinced them. Um, So I went down the summer of 2004. I had one more semester of school, and so I had come back in September and then went back permanently in January and then stayed for another two years or so. So it's a little... Friend of friend and who you know. Connection is all about who you know. Sisters, cousins. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's and weird. where did you start off at? Uh, I was in Innoventions West. Oh, you um, said that. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's okay. Um, Keep up and... there. I am. <laughs> God, Derek. Um, so, yeah, I was there. Um, IBM had an exhibit there. So, I technically worked for a marketing company whose client was IBM in Disney. So I was kind of working for three companies in one. Like if you were a guest, you would just assume I was Disney. I wore a name tag, all that kind of stuff. So they had an exhibit with some of your latest in 2004, desktop computers and laptops. So they had them displayed on the floor. There was a big video game. There was a Think Live wall where we did live demonstrations of products. So it was a little bit of everything. Um, And I did that mostly on the floor for a good amount of time. And then I had switched over to hospitality assistant where I was a liaison between Disney and IBM for assisting with events on property, like in the IBM conferences that were happening, I would help with um, setting them up with conference rooms or, you know, secret locations around the park where they could have their meetings and things like that, which I loved more probably. (laughs) So with some behind the scenes. <laughs> so you had multiple bosses. So that means you had like multiple TPS reports to fill out. For... <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. was... I can make that joke. It's canon now. <laughs> it's within the Disney family. Exactly. So yeah, it was kind of weird because there was technically a manager that worked for the marketing company, but then there was a manager of the exhibit who was IBM. But I mean, you know, we all worked together, so it was cool. <laughs> So one thing I always hear is uh, from other friends who've worked at Disney is just how wonderful their experience uh, was and and is. And so uh, what would you what would you guys say? Was this a, a wonderful place to work? I would say yes. <laughs> Did you point at me and then go to talk? Yeah, I pointed at you. No, no, I was pointing at you to talk. That's what I was doing. I was giving you to I was giving you to go. <laughs> um, yes, I do. And I I don't know if, you know, sometimes I feel like maybe not having my check signed by the mouse helped a little bit that it wasn't so Disney because sometimes you would hear stories of disgruntled cast members, not many, because I also met so many people that were lifers. They had been there for 20 years. They met their husbands, wives. They've had five kids since then or whatever it was. So, um, but I, you know, I think two years was a good amount of time yet probably ever since I go, should I go back? Should I go back to Disney? Do I need to find a job in Disney and just move back there? I think I should. Yes, you do. So yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it definitely left a positive impact on me for sure. Your kids are young. They're going to love it. Just pick them up. Yep. Exactly. I know. Get up and go. Yeah. My first year was definitely, I like, and I would tell everybody that so much pixie dust you know you are just engulfed in pixie dust that first year and then i think after that it's up to you you know and and my circumstances were i was doing more at college my school schedule was different so i wasn't working at as much at the parks my second and third year that i was there and eventually just going seasonal so that first year was you know one of the most amazing years ever and i i couldn't recommend it you know i i just 
Every, everyone should try it at least once. Like, I, there's, there's no level of recommending I can do. <laughs> it is the utmost of recommendations. Yeah. So, that, you know, but after that, it, it just becomes a challenge. And I probably, in hindsight, as an older person now, should have seen, you know, taken more responsibility at the time and said, you know what, I should leave this here until I can really commit to it more, you know, because instead the push and pull of it made it strenuous at times. I can see you guys that. are making me School regret one. not uh, not going down to Disney. I, Doug, here's the thing. I don't know if you know this. I did the. I went to the college program meeting at the university. Yeah. And uh, I was really looking to do that, but then I got the uh, internship at Husker Vision, and mm. uh, so went and like both those came at the I mean, same time. So I know. Husker Vision came with free runses and Valentinos, which all our listeners knows what that are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of pizza, a lot of weird meat sandwiches. So uh, mm-hmm. I made the right same. choice, I think. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it turned in this podcast. All, down, yeah, all the go. Pepsi you could drink, Derek. Uh, I at one time was drinking eight Mountain Dews a day at that job. I kid you not. I, it was weird. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> not drinking eight. Do you get free uh, soda at working at Walt Disney World? You don't. So, I mean, you oh. clearly made the better choice. Man, I did yes. make a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I, I did get free Powerade. Jen, did you get free oh. Powerade on some time? No. She was in the air third party. We don't get those perks. What's that about? (laughs) Jen, how do you feel seeing the pictures of Innoventions in its current state of bulldozerness? Does it make you sad or does it? It, And it's made me sad for years because that exhibit went through two changes, I think, since I had left before it got turned into the inside out and Baymax meet and greet, which was really weird going. What was over here? What was this? What was in this spot? What? Um, so it's it's been tough over the years. But yeah, I think now just knowing that those buildings are empty, the nostalgic side of me hurts. Yet, I also always felt like Innoventions, I mean, for us when we were growing up, Innoventions was always one of those places like you walk through more than like you really hang out in. I mean, working there, I saw people really hang out in there and I was always like, you're Disney. Do you know there's rides <laughs> out there? You guys should go. But so perhaps that may have played into it. But no, it's hard to see the change. We don't like change anyway. So especially when it <laughs> is personal like that, forget it. Yeah, that's where I did all my desktop computer shopping in the yeah. early 2000s. Of course. Who that's... didn't? Yeah, that's what you want to buy at Walt Disney World. There you go. Computers. What'd you get for a souvenir? Oh, IBM. Uh, that's a very nice uh, desktop. See, the thing is, we didn't sell anything, which confused oh, some of our guests. That is, because hmm. we would be like, look at Via Voice, our voice recognition technology. And isn't it great? People would be like, can we take this home? And I'm like, no. But um, <laughs> probably like CompUSA or somewhere here's, else. Here's a card of somebody's. Uh, yeah. Is CompUSA still a place? I don't think so. <laughs> no, but that was I'm, a perfect reference. I am totally <laughs> Googling that after that yeah, or after the uh, show. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, we're Circuit all, City oh, would be another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, Frank, tell us more about uh, being a character handler and, and what all that entails. <laughs> I'm sure uh, well, you got some stories of uh, some crazy guests. <laughs> Well, it, it, that goes without saying, because depending on who you were working with that day, there's no telling what could happen and who's a bigger fan. And, you know, the three that I probably worked most often with was uh, the genie and Goofy and Woody. And, you know, like I said, at the time, the level of popularity, you know, that was 95. Is it Christmas 95? That's starting with Buzz and Woody that they had to create scenarios for them to get seen because the demand was so great. You know, they made the joke about how Buzz Lightyear, you know, the toy wasn't available that Christmas and they made that joke in Toy Story 2. Well, that's how it was with the parks. The parks weren't ready for Buzz and Woody meet and greets. There was a Toy Story parade and that's where those characters would be. They weren't prepared for the meet and greet. So it took a lot of time because the, the toys were made so well. That, you know, the, the, the mass of people around them, there was some wear and tear and it happened very quickly. And that that was that was cool because it, it was a, it was a new big thing. Um, when I worked with the genie, it was in the dining character dining over in the soundstage restaurant, which is now the uh, the uh, Disney Junior the play along, sing along, whatever goes on over there. <laughs> Derek, and, <he's> there. <laughs> yep. Been there so many times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
And that that was a lot of because I loved the the dining. You got to play around a little a lot more and and be a little more loose and and free with the time. It wasn't just you know see the next person, see the next person, see the next person. And all the other characters I ever worked with usually you know Sunset Boulevard or up what was you know Mickey Avenue slash Pixar Place slash the Incredibles area over there now um that's where a lot of those character meet and greets happened and i mean i think jen can tell you that i think like one of the first times that uh, they saw me working there i was working with the big bad wolf of all mm-hmm. of all of all people and uh the, the people around me were literally trying to unbutton the like the suspender that comes comes across oh my gosh. uh his chest and trying to pull down his pants it was yeah. It was... Pulling on the tail and stepping on it. And I was like, um, excuse me. You see this kid over here? Can someone help? Big Bad Wolf is in trouble. This might go back really quick. I don't know. The importance of and... the character handlers. That is a that is a job that will never go away. Yes. When they come yeah. back. No, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I loved it. It was hot as blazes sometimes, especially, you know, actually, you know, performing in the Toy Story Parade, performing in the Hercules Parade. You know, that's some of the, it, especially the Toy Story Parade, because, you know, you, you stand on top of the parade float, float and dance for uh, seven sets all across the park. There's nothing like that ever. It's a you know, lot you, of shade up there. There's a whole lot of shade. Yeah. And people will argue that the studios has the most shade. So <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, and so it is, uh, it is an, it, it is an out-of-body experience on occasion because it you know two parades in the middle of august then we'll do something to you that's where you got free power aid (laughs) that's where i got free power aid they didn't need to waste the power aid on you (laughs) but i i mean i love that stuff What's funny is you talk about uh, Toy Story and how they weren't ready for the characters uh, with the movies coming out. And then fast forward and they didn't learn their lesson with Frozen either. And oh, no, it's just... They had the characters out for Frozen before the movie came out, Derek. Oh, okay. My my daughters met Frozen before the... They met Anna and Elsa before the movie came out by a few weeks. And so then the rest of the time, after it came out, the lines were huge, right? Mm-hmm. Huge. So the next time we're down there, the girls are like, well, we don't need to meet them because we met them before they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're like little seven-year-old hipsters. Yeah. 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 It's not cool. Anymore. I don't think they were ready for that level, though. So that no, was some intense stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. But they did exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did exist. I enjoyed um, above uh, Pizza Planet, there used to be like a little arcade up there. And I got to play air hockey with Woody one day. So that oh. was fun for me. Yeah. That was I don't know if that was something legal or... you should do, but. Yeah, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, uh, well, and I, I tell the story now that I can no longer play skee-ball because Woody became so good at skee-ball <laughs> that I no longer know how to properly throw a skee-ball. <laughs> as if my own hand should be more enlarged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Character, that's cool. Characters interacting at the arcade. Yes, yeah, things you don't right. see anymore for sure. I'd love to see Buzz Lightyear yeah. on Buzz Lightyear spin. That would, yeah. my, that would make my day, by the way. If all of a sudden you yeah. get on, he's like right behind you. I wonder if he knows all the right targets. Or if mm. he's, you know, hmm, that'd be concerning. He hits every target anyway. Galactic hero. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> That that location where you played skee ball though, that is now the quietest location in all of Hollywood Studios. I must say, oh, you need to old... get away. <laughs> Go to head to Pizza Rizzo. Or if yeah, you ever need to record a podcast on location, great place to oh. do it. There you go. Oh, when you, when you guys upstairs. go back and do that, yeah, and reminisce about all your Hollywood Studios times for sure. I want yeah. to do that sometime. That's for I sure. I think we walked through when we were there last January. Just to yeah. be like, what's happening in here? What's... Nothing. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Although they have the the ballroom, which is New Jersey themed, to you know, a wedding party. That's right. That's what's going so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, we mentioned this way too much on the show, Doug. It gets brought <laughs> up almost every week now. It's starting to get ridiculous. It, it is. All it right, is. someone's gonna leave a review. Sorry. Okay, five stars, but stop talking about the pizza rizzos, please. <laughs> Game. And the problem, there you go. Be. Someone might die, though. Okay. 
We love the recurring bits. <laughs> All about that here. Sorry. Hashtag Trumpet Squid. It's a thing. Anyway, moving back to uh, your time in Hollywood Studios, uh, do you have any fun stories? Like you said, you talked about the characters, like get, they're trying to undress them. Like you ever see like kids just, I don't know, take it. Everybody has a great story about what it's like working with the characters because uh, some kids and even adults uh, don't know how to uh, appropriately handle themselves when they meet the, their, their dream character. Sure. And it and it's, you know, it's on both ends. It's the inappropriate ways to uh, approach the characters. And, you know, when you really get that dedicated time, you know, I, I've also had really spectacular uh, meet and greets with Make-A-Wish kids oh, yeah. and, you know, blind children who just take the time to go through, you know, Woody's hat and Woody's, you know, besides Woody's face and the scarf and just get all that sensory stuff. And that, that's the stuff that I remember more, um, you know, as much as there's always someone who does not want that character to go inside because even though they're coming right back out, <laughs> only time that because their plane leaves in five minutes, but they're never going to make it because they're in the middle of the studios. But yet they're saying, please, my plane is leaving. And we're like, but you're here. And <laughs> so for every one of those, you get, you know, the uh, amazing meet and greet. You know, I, I think about uh, one time that, a parent in particular asked to have their child meet Woody and Buzz backstage because their child was autistic and they didn't know what the reaction was going to be. So, of course, we all agreed and go backstage and Buzz was really working hard. You know, the child is hiding inside, you know, the mom's shoulder and neck area the whole time. And Buzz is really trying and really trying to get the attention. And Woody's just sitting back and watching for a little bit. And after Buzz like tried and tried and tried, all Woody did was pull out, put up his arms and the child just crawled right up into the arms. Oh, and then the mom awesome. and the grandma are like, oh my God, this is amazing. He hasn't done this all week. You know, all the, all the characters we've never does it. A couple of days go by, you know, sometimes maybe Woody is not gonna remember every single person they see <laughs> for whatever reason. But the same mother and grandmother came and asked for the same thing again. As soon as we went backstage, Woody did the same thing. And they were, they were like doubly like blown away that the same reaction happened. And sometimes it's just those little simple movements and connections, uh, you know, body, you know, the, the, the physicality that you learn during working with these characters is amazing because the communication involved goes so far if you're doing it right. It's really amazing. That's awesome. I got no follow-up from I that. know, right? <laughs> that was really good. It's like, well, well, that was All right, Jennifer. Right, what, right. What'd you get? Uh, how did IBM computers, did they, yeah. help, did they help kids? So there is the G series, the X series. Oh, yeah. Did you ever want to get away from the computers? You hear these stories from Frank, and you're like, ah, oh, I should have gotten the characters. I know. I mean, yes and no. I, I don't know that... I think the heat, I don't know, the idea of the heat in the summer and the, I don't know if I could have done it. And Jen know. also saw enough from when I was working, because she mentioned the, the Pizza Planet stuff, but also, you know, things were simpler in, in the late 90s, where I could just park backstage at the studios with Jen in the passenger seat, and we just walk past <laughs> security together. They think that Jen, as a teenager, is working there, and well, they just let her right back in. <laughs> It's like, hey, let's look at, uh, this is the trailer where I, I go grab costume stuff. And she's like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> and I still felt that way when I worked there. I didn't want to see anything. Yeah, no no more sneaking uh, people in. They got that on yeah. lockdown now. No. Yep. <laughs> I think I went to a face audition with you once. You did. Mm -hmm. As I think I was 14, braces, wearing some overalls. And they were like, are you here to check in? I'm like, no. What? No. Me hoping that I look like Dick Van Dyke. Nope. <laughs> That's got to be more of an interesting uh, uh, set of interviews and, and things like that to become a face character for sure. Yeah. The only one I ever got close to, <laughs> which is I haven't I haven't even said this on our podcast, is Clopin from Hunchback of Notre Dame. You know, he wears a mask, everybody. So <laughs> so I got to uh, a final callback of uh, Clopin and Clopin. I tell a story and I blew it. 
and my poor improvising self fell apart. And uh, needless to say, I never put on the Clopan mask. They were like, just you can go with the full mask from now on. That's fine. <laughs> oh, that, that could have been, you would have been a lifer if that would have happened. Yeah, yeah no, that was, I felt like that was the way in. Yeah, I had to turn him down for Tarzan, but you know. <laughs> Then, so you know, you got to make yeah. some tough calls. Uh, had yeah. other priorities. In Which Phil Collins song did you sing as your audition? <laughs> Maybe that made the difference. It might have been. It was my drumming, really. That... <laughs> your vine swinging just wasn't up to what they it were expecting. Wasn't, no, that was the issue, not everything else. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're like you're good for maybe the movie ride. He's kind of just a you know. <laughs> I mean, can he turn the ride on and off? That, yep. Okay, let's make sure the animatronic works. No, that's that'd be about it. Oh, man, that's some interesting stories. That's that is for sure. So at Epcot, what was like the worst part of of the job there? Because you had the air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, other than the TPS reports, what? <laughs> I think um, because we had the air conditioning, it's a great place for everyone to escape from the rain, from the oh, heat, yeah. mm-hmm. and all of that. And so sometimes you have people that take their ponchos and lay them out over the computers to dry. You know, just leave this here. <laughs> just leave that. Um, sometimes you would have people who, you know, were just very hot from the heat and humidity and also a close talker that you're just like, oh, God, just okay. Um, But I think it was hard on the days where people would take out their frustrations on you. So Mission Space is closed down or Spaceship Earth is closed down and they're mad at you because they spent their entire lives saving up for Disney. And what do you mean a ride isn't open? That has nothing to do with me. So, you know, and I would always kind of direct them towards guest relations, but not after just yelling at me for a bit. Um, And, you know, some some guests are very set in their ways. Like, how do I get on the monorail ride? Well, it's actually transportation, so you'll have to exit the park. No, it circles around the park. I wanted to go on that part. Sure, True. you have to exit the park. No, I, I think there's a way to get on from inside the park. Where is that? You know what? Just go out these doors, make a left, follow the signs for the monorail. Just, yeah, you'll see them. Just keep going and just keep going until you see them. Um. But yeah, I think I think the the frustrations and the you know wet ponchos, the smell it stays with you forever, really. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. Putting these brand new computers and people are just like, yeah, my poncho goes here now. It's, yeah, you know how much money I paid to get into Epcot. My poncho goes wherever I want to go. Exactly. <laughs> and and some of those in the early days, some of those laptops had been stolen, so we would, you know eventually had to lock them because. When you're in Disney, you're like, these are for free? I can take these as home with me, right? Okay. And I just exit the park. No, those stay here. Okay. Thank you. I'm trying to think. I, I, Do you have any pictures? Or like, as I can barely remember. It, I we're we're going to need pictures yeah, of this location. Yeah. Well, and here's and, the hard uh, part, too. Because I was there 2004 to 2006 through 2006. There's no like, there was no iPhones. There was mm-hmm. no picture phones. Like now, yeah. I think about like how much video it would be, which is better for me doing those live demonstrations because I am not one for public speaking. So I do have two podcasts. Um, so, <laughs> I, but I have, I always try to like search the internet to be like, someone's got to have put up something from those years. Right. And but I do. I have found pictures around the internet. I'll send you some, and oh, some of the excellent. ones that I have. Yeah, but yeah. There's not a YouTube video of you doing a spiel. Shockingly, no. But I'm. Darn it. I am equally excited and terrified for the day it might happen. That, that I, did I happen to one cameras. of our uh, guests. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The the old They're... discovery boats at Animal yeah. Kingdom. One of our guests mm-hmm. opening day. Casper, somebody posted that entire boat ride of nothing. On YouTube, you can find it. So yeah, thank you, John, for your yeah. service on that. It's ride. two parts, isn't it? Like yeah, two parts. Great of the video. It's so long. I've and... watched yeah. it. It's one, so okay. So if someone finds <laughs> Jennifer uh, yes. at Interventions, we will definitely That's check right. it out. 
Yeah. I know there were VHS VHS uh, cameras on me during those times. So someone's got it in their know. attic somewhere. That's just got to convert it. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, bound to think, happen eventually. I don't, did you ever see me in the IBM exhibit, Frank? I did. I did one time. I I, I yeah, well, he had to lay out his poncho. It was no, wet. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He was that the was one that came in and just handed it. Just, can you hold this while talking? Thank you. I just leave it out a little. She's my sister. The, I'll take this computer. Parade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what time's the three o'clock parade? Where's the oh. bathrooms? Mm-hmm. All the Was questions. there a parade at Epcot while you were there? I can't remember the there parade no... lifespans of Epcot. Was... It's... No, um, but they they did rope drop, but they did a pretty big performance, which was like kind of right outside Innoventions. So that was fun because we kind of got to watch it every morning where they would bring out some of the trucks and all the characters and all that. But I don't think there was. And, and there's someone that absolutely rope dropped you every day, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Not um, going to Spaceship Earth or anything. Yeah, we're going to go look at IBM computers. Because we had um, we had our own tree of life. <laughs> um, we had a little tree like in our playground area where it had some kid touchable screens and all that. But there were desktops around the tree that played Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? So people would hang out there. People would hang out there, forget their kids who would then be lost children walking around the exhibit where we would walk around going, do you see your mommy and daddy? And then find them at the tree playing who wants to be a millionaire. And like, there they are. And they're like, oh, where were you? <laughs> I don't know, walking around. <laughs> um, but yes, there, so there is one guy every single morning. I don't remember why, but we called him Caspian and I can't remember why. But every single morning he would come in and go right to who wants to be a millionaire. Like, I don't know if he was just trying to keep his top score I don't know his life story really, but every morning he would come in and just beeline it right to the tree. I'm like, all right, you're here you are. You and go. if he didn't show up, we were like, do you think he's okay? Where is he? <laughs> What's going on with him today? I feel like this is a whole spinoff podcast. I know. I like life it. story of Caspian. <laughs> we need to yeah. find him and bring him on the show. I know. Oh, that'd oh, man. be fascinating. Yeah, the search for Caspian. Mm-hmm. We got a lot YouTube. of searches for people to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. YouTube videos of him. Ooh, playing Who Wants to Be Millionaire? I like it. Could you win actual things playing these kiosks? No. no. Oh, okay. So you just yeah. for fun. <laughs> Wasn't like a Disney at cruise or anything. At least when you play at like Chuck E. The... Cheese, you win tickets. Yeah, there's nothing. No prizes at the IBM exhibit. Um, And our main video game was the Thinkamajig, which if you see this sign over my head mm-hmm. yeah yep that may have been the sign at the front of the game i don't know i can't i can't <laughs> confirm or deny that um but think of a jig was a video game that had like a projector that would go onto a big glass screen and a joystick and you would have to build a spaceship and fly through the air and zoom through the water and collect coins along the way you didn't win anything except you got your name on like a scoreboard that we would display but people would line up to play that video game and <laughs> And it's bad that I was always like, yeah, okay. Like, because that's my job. Like, you should be here. And I wouldn't have a job if all of you weren't here online. But yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, Jen. My honeymoon was in O2. And I'm pretty confident we did not come through and say hello. That's ridiculous. I know. I I I loved meeting the newlyweds. And I would always know them because, I mean. Hello. The glow, of course. <laughs> That's Sometimes called sweat. It's August. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we would also have a wearable computer, which was like this tiny computer you would look through to, you know, like early Google glasses, basically. Oh. But we kind of put it in this helmet thing. So I would always see like the girls and their French manicures and their sparkly rings. And I'm like, you guys newlyweds? They're like, yeah, how did you know? I'm like, just a guess. Got, you still got everything oh. going. So I could always spot him. I was a talent, really. That's amazing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, all right. I think that is all. We're going to continue this conversation on the after show with uh, the patrons. But I think most importantly, I want to know more about you guys when it comes time to the lightning, lightning round. round. Welcome to the lightning round. You have made it successfully through uh, where we do keep score, but the points don't count and they're all made up. So It's like the IBM exhibit. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Huzzing. All right. So uh, you answer with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever you need to justify under the Disney umbrella, which, you know, Fox, but whatever. We'll judge them all. Anyway. Don't say X-Men. Okay. 
They're awesome. They We're going to say X-Men, but not say X-Men. We're just going to continue to tease that. Yep. Oh, WandaVision. Jeez. Such a tease. <laughs> Such a tease. Anywho. I'm the only one not watching WandaVision currently. Uh, my wife feels Uh-oh. your... Talk to my wife. She's like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get on this show. I know. Mm. I'm going to just binge it all at some point. Yeah. That's Sorry, probably dude. better than week by week, That'd to be honest. It's, the first few weeks were like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> just don't get on Twitter after the last episode. Yeah, don't. Binge just it all on the, yeah. Twitter, mm-hmm. block things. Okay, anyway, favorite Disney movie? <laughs> I'm going to say, since it's, it's instinctual, I'm going to say Beauty and the Beast, because I think it's the most complete of the Disney movies. I, I'm going to say Cinderella. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> It's your favorite. Your, yeah, your answer. <laughs> it's just been played the most in the last year or so in my house. So. It's, it's on repeat. Uh, the, are we talking animated or live action? Animated. Old animated. school. The first one, not Cinderella 3 or any of those other crazy ones that are out there. <laughs> not approved. No. no. All right. Or you're all approved. Them. I do not. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man, we watched so much Mulan two in our house for a stretch. Mm-hmm. It's better than Mulan one, according to all the yeah. little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we watched Lion King like two and a half or whatever it was. One and a half. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. a half in a movie title. Is yeah. it even a movie anymore? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be a direct to Disney Plus now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's what we're at. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. This lightning is not very. Fast. <laughs> All right. Favorite Disney character. I'm gonna. Well, I, I've mentioned Goofy, Genie, and Woody, so it's gonna come down to one of those three. Goofy has longevity. I'll go Goofy. And Frank makes fun of me because I always say Goofy, and he's like, I don't think that's actually your favorite ca- character, but I have said it pretty much all my life, so I just stick with it. <laughs> it seems like you got facts oh, yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Favorite Disney villain. Jafar. I'll just say Maleficent because that's the first one coming to mind. Yeah, I think you learn a lot about people by their favorite villain. That's oh, true. no. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to have I'm to not sure what that taught us, but I'm pretty sure that's... <laughs> All right. Favorite Disney song? Uh, you've got a friend in me. I think I think we did this as part of our Dillo's Madness last year. I think it came down to uh, when, when You Wish Upon a Star. No. No, a, dream a dream is a wish. A dream yeah. is a wish is mine. Yeah. But that's a full house reference. That's why you say that. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, Uncle Jesse sang it. How can you go wrong with that? True. We'll have to add some bonus points there. <laughs> <laughs> John Stamos always gets a bonus point. Yeah. He, he's on. a big Disney fan, so. He is. Yep. Yes. All right. Favorite Disney park? The studios. I go Epcot. Of course, the ones you worked yeah. at. Yeah, they paid right. your bills. Weird, right? <laughs> who would have? Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. Favorite classic attraction? You define classic. I'm, I'll say Space Mountain as a classic, though. Even though the Tower of Terror is now like 27 years old, I feel like that's kind of classic, but not not in my mind. Not yet. <laughs> I'm gonna go Prince Charming's Carousel. Oh. That is as that classic is one I haven't done it. Older than the park itself. <laughs> All right. Favorite modern attraction? You define modern. Mm. I, I know the answer should be Rise of the Resistance, but I really love Smuggler's Run. I, I feel mm. like that. Well, I, I really just enjoy the whole experience. So I'm sticking with that for now. I think I'd go Rise. We have yeah. not done Pandora, and we have not yeah. done uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runa- Runaway Railway. So. How have you yeah. not? Have you done not done Pandora? Pandora? I am very it concerned. It has never worked out for us. <laughs> it's like always down and broken when you're. Yeah, or a we, yeah. we can't get fast passes, or yeah. We have, and we have a bit of a reputation of not liking the Animal Kingdom too much, which is not true. It's just it just doesn't really work out a lot. So we have to be there enough time where we go. Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's that's Derek's number one right there. It is. So you're you're hurting him. You, it's all right. But Rise is mine, so you're good there. And uh, Smuggler's Run, for what it's worth, depending on who you're with, oh, Smuggler's it can be the best part. If you know yeah. all the people in there, it's the best ride. I agree. Right. Like the trip I'm about to go on with Alden and two of his friends. When they're piloting, and I'm just yelling nonsense at a bunch of 13-year-olds as they crash into things, highlighted my day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. So, favorite Disney resort? Uh, Polly with a beach club backup. 
Good choice. That Good. sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's Polly is is the be all end all. So yeah. Yeah. I have you seen pictures of the monorail platform? Like uh, it's just gone. Yeah. Just, just it like hurts. A, it hurts. I, I didn't think it would get. Like, I would feel worse than when they renovated the lobby the first time. Now, keep in mind, I love the new lobby. Mm -hmm. They did a great job with somehow making me still feel great about walking in the Polynesian. But uh, I, I felt worse seeing the pictures of the monorail. I was like, wow, I didn't think a monorail station would get me like this. But it has. It's just gone. It's just no. so weird to see. It's, why? I want a reason I, why. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. It just doesn't... I, Maybe there was an infestation. I don't know. No, that's... that's and that's what we keep saying. That's so, the only acceptable reason. And <laughs> so we were recently at um, the uh, Contemporary, and we learned about significant plumbing issues in the Contemporary the hard mm. way, mm. Um, as water filled from the ceiling down to the floor. Oh. So, and then we, in talking with the maintenance guy, not isolated at all, which is why now the contemporary tower is closed to actually fix things. So at the time we were like, you know, I bet once they're done fixing the poly, cause it's the same age, they're going to move over to the contemporary, mm -hmm. but evidently the contemporary couldn't wait long enough. So that's yeah. probably why there's probably mm -hmm. some pipe leaking yeah. somewhere, somewhere randomly, like some animals living in it. No. I don't know. We'll, we'll blame that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fine, I guess. Yeah, don't do it just for the sake of doing it. That's no, all. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's no. Fine. That's what I'm. How I get to sleep at night. This, this, <laughs> <laughs> just knowing Ohana's itself. gonna come back someday. That's how we'll be back. Makes it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they're gonna add a third floor for double Ohana. That's yeah. what I keep saying out loud to myself. Oh, and it'll okay. It, it's the only mm -hmm. thing that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, interesting. Right? Sorry. I mean, it seems to be. Yeah, well, I like that has gone sidetracked, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, we did pretty good up until now, Derek, with uh, our uh, <laughs> sidetracking shenanigans. Back on topic. <laughs> Important question here. Favorite counter service restaurant? Does Beaches count? Beaches and cream? Or is that more sit? I guess it's that sit. That is That's technically sit. a table yep, service. ADR. But yeah. if you get it to go window, then it's a... Uh, well, that's Counter covered service. up right now yep. with bushes because they don't want you there. I'm going to go Casey's then. Casey's. That's a good one. I was going to say, you know, long time that we love Pinocchio's Village Haas, even though currently it is not serving the things we like, which are those delicious <laughs> salty cheeseburgers. <laughs> that's where we would go. And now you don't have them. But I love sitting in there and I love looking over. It's a small world. Yeah. Yeah. That, I like the view. The noise level gets me though. No, I agree. Too many. Yeah, it's in, it's in the Magic Kingdom. It's loud. That's yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Excellent answers. Um, favorite table service restaurant? Ohana. Good choice. Nice. I agree. Same. Uh, we all agree. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Four for and four. The, and to yeah. the beaches and cream point, that would that would have been our answer until the renovation because the food is still good there, but they renovated it. It doesn't it doesn't have the no, the it's... intimacy anymore. We're done. <laughs> We're still going to eat there, but we're done with looking at it. Just, just give me a blindfold and let me feel my food. Exactly. Cheeseburger milkshake. Delicious. That would mm -hmm. kill me. No, well, you know. All right. Favorite snack? Probably go Dole Whip. Classic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Overrated? Yeah, never... Underrated? I don't know. Correctly rated. <laughs> I never think about you know frozen treats as a snack, but I'm gonna go with the Mickey ice cream bar. It's mm -hmm. a good choice. Yep. Can't argue. Can't argue. Mm -hmm. So another check in the Dole Whip column. <laughs> oh, I know you're Continue winning, Doug. To, I know. I'm significantly to where I think we can stop keeping score. I agree. I, I <laughs> what's funny is I haven't gotten a Mickey pretzel in like the last three trips. So I, I don't even know if it's my favorite I don't even know if it's my favorite snack anymore. You're going to need to redo the lightning round here. I Maybe might. A, like a landmark um, episode, like a really even number. Or I something. blame I blame Joe that uh, I've been getting Starbucks coffee now pretty much every single trip. And I think that's become my favorite snack. That's <laughs> Pure energy. Yeah. <sighs> it's not even Mickey shaped. <laughs> no. no. All right. You, you have three kids, right, Derek? Yes. You need that. Need yeah, it. you need you need it. Yes. No. All right, favorite Disney drink? Can I get uh, a chocolate milkshake? Yeah, from yeah. Peaches of Cream. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. That's same. Yeah. I concur. It's good. <laughs> All right. 
Disney bucket list item. I guess at this point, it's Flight of Passage because we haven't done it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we want to go on it. It yeah. just hasn't worked out. So that like, I would guess that's the top of the bucket list right now. And to be different, although that is on my list, but to be different, I'll go the Poly Bungalow. There you that's go. Oh, that's yeah. There you go. I like that bucket list. That one is very out of reach. However, I will be able to get on The questions are, are you going to take your kids or not into the bungalow? That's an excellent point. Isn't there a porch they could sleep on? I mean. <laughs> true. And our 10-year anniversary is coming up next year. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. Hawaii when you have the poly bungalow. Uh, we did Beach Club for our 10-year anniversary. It's it's what you got to do. That's the magic yeah. of Disney. Yeah. We That's we did correct. the Disney Dream for the 10-year anniversary. That worked well. That's well. Good. Although it turned out to be an expensive addiction. Yes. Not going to lie. Yeah. Not going to lie. That's true. Yeah. So that concludes. We did it. The lightning round. Lightning round. You survived. Good job. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. Take a minute and tell people where they can find you. Uh, sure. Sure. Our podcast, Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz, which drops every Thursday on all the pod catchers. We have our, in, our Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Dillos Diz, Dillos with an S, Diz with a Z, the YouTube, youtube.com slash Dillos Diz. What else are we doing these days? Hey, we started on that Patreon kick, and you can do that just by going to DillosDizResort.com. That's right. You can be a guest at Dillos Diz Resort <laughs> Ooh, by go. going to DillosDizResort.com. Uh, that's our newest endeavor, I guess, here the past four weeks or so. We're, we're trying to trying to branch out, take risks, <laughs> by God. All right. Well, I will put that in the show notes. So for sure, our listeners can go in there, click and follow along. And also Jen's on another podcast as well. We did, forgot to mention that at the top of the show. That's okay. I am on the Magical Mommy Monday podcast with your friend and mine, Angela Dahlgren, who will also be on our YouTube channel on Thursday for the Dillo Sibling Reunion, which is a new monthly show we have with Angela that we started last month because we consider her a sibling because we feel like we're kind of two alike. Um, but yes, those episodes are every Monday on your favorite podcasting platform. Yeah, and I love going on Twitter and tagging her on all my Grogu Baby Yoda things. <laughs> she uh, loves it. I know. And, and uh, I need her back on because I've done my office and uh, Baby Gro- or Grogu stuff. So there you go. Oh, uh, man. Nice. Got to get her back. Slightly unhealthy, Derek. It is my kids. <laughs> I, I bought a, a Baby Yoda Squishmallow this weekend, and my kids are like, no, Dad, you have problems. Like, you really need help. And now my three-year-old, that it's like his, so he just lays on it all the time. So it's for him. Now you got to get another one. I know. that's Because yeah. uh, yeah. I try to put it in uh, where I was going to put it in my office. He won't let it. It stays on his Lego table all the time. <laughs> mm. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show and definitely guys check out all their, uh, their show and both shows and go to their, uh, fa- Facebook page, go like them, follow them. I'll put all that in the show notes so you can click ahead, but, uh, we got to get to our Patreon show. So we'll talk more with these guys, but first we got to thank our sponsors. First Joe from back to the mouse.com. Go check out his blog where he likes to blog about cruising. Cruising's not really happening right now. It's but coming back. It's going to come it. back, Doug. And he does a great post that breaks down the cheapest Disney cruises per night. So if you want to know what cruise is going to be your best deal per night, you got to go trust the math and the computer wizardry of Joe at backtothemouse.com. And then you got to book your trip with Michelle McKnight, the rope drop queen. Uh, You can find her a couple episodes ago talking about her trip. And so, uh, yeah, she knows all things Disney. And right now is a great time to book through 2021 and even into 2022. So her email is in the show notes and book your vacation uh, to go see Pandora. If you haven't seen Pandora, you should probably book a vacation. So it's really pretty at night. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how people have gone to Walt Disney world without going to see Pandora and riding flight of passage. I'm weird. I know. How can they even have a Disney podcast? We have a reputation. (laughs) Well, thank you guys again for being on the show. That is it. So for Frank and Jennifer and Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to rope drop radio.